Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to what I believe is the best anime podcast out there in the internet world, Waifus and Weeaboos. As you all know by now, my name is Nick. Welcome to this week's episode, the second to last episode of this season before we before we get into the uh, season three, which is summer 2020. But as for this episode, that is the opening you just heard for the first show we are going to be talking about, and that is going to be Princess Connect Redive, or Precone, or Redive Princess Connect, however you want to say it. Now, a little bit about Princess Connect. So, in the continent of Astrea, a man falls from the sky, possessing no memories other than his name, Yuki. An elf named Kokoro finds him, introducing herself as his guide in the world they are about to traverse. With Kokoro's guidance, Yuki is about to learn how this world works from battling monsters to handling currency. To earn money for their journey, Yuki and Kokoro decide to go to a nearby guild association to accept a simple quest. In their expedition, they meet Pekorine, a somewhat gluttonous but charming girl skilled in battle. The next day, they also meet Carol a cat girl specializing in magic. After some time, a bond of friendship and camaraderie forms between them, and the four decide to create a guild of their own. As they continue their adventures, they explore the world, meet new people, and will, and will perhaps uncover the mysteries behind Yuki's missing memories. So that's a little bit about the uh, what... Princess Connect is about. Let's go into more of the characters now. Now we have our main character, Yuki, who all we know in the beginning of the anime is that he is in this world um with no memories at all. But it's it's hinted it's hinted at in the beginning that this is some sort of Isekai anime, but um it's more or less like is this like, is an isekai, like, we don't know what is going on. All we know is that he's talking to somebody with, like, um, with, like, gear surrounding them, and then says, like, he's gonna, that they are gonna send him back to the world, and you have to find your guide. Um, so Yuki's a, a man of, a little, of little to no words. I actually like Yuki a lot. I thought he's a very interesting character. Uh, just for his, just for his, like, little, um, like what's a good word just like little things that he does like he gives a thumbs up and like i find myself giving like a little thumbs up um for like answers from that one which i kind of think is pretty funny sorry i'd take a drink real quick um and he just says like mm, like he gives a thumbs up and he just goes mm, like okay uh with like a big smile on his face and like um he gets made fun of a little bit about that throughout later in the show which i thought was pretty funny but uh Yuki is like our main char- <clears throat> excuse me our main character but he's got little to no skills uh with the sword but he he does have some hidden abilities uh which you learn more about later. And then we have this guy Kokoro. Kokoro's a uh silver-haired elf, a short-haired silver-haired elf who is sent to be his guide. She specializes in uh like buff magic, buff and uh debuffs um kokoro she was known more for her 
I guess, shocked faces throughout the show. Um, it's basically just like her eyes, like wide eyed with like a little X around her mouth. Uh, sorry, she or an, an X like on her mouth. That was a big yawn. <laughs> like an X on her mouth. You can find a lot of Kokoro's shock pictures on my Tumblr and Otaku, but you can see a lot of her shock pictures, uh, throughout most of the, the, the um, the internet world, mainly on Twitter, stuff like that. Uh, Kokoro is great. I love Kokoro throughout the show. And then we have Pecorine, a very busty, I would say she's like reddish, yellowish, uh, long reddish, yellowish hair. Um, she's super, she's super powerful. She's got a big, not a huge sword, but like an average size sword. And like, you find out later in the show that the armor she wears makes her hungry, and it looks like she has a bite mark in her sword, so it's kind of um it's kind of question as to whether or not she took a bite of her own sword because she tends to bite like a lot of shit because she's always hungry. Pecorini is 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 a very uh lovable character. She 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 sees the good in people more than she sees the bad in people. And she's gonna, she kind of has sort of a sad backstory, which you find out um, later along in the series. Then we have Cadu. Uh, they call her Cadu, but she's it's like Carol, more or less, in the show. It's K Y I. It's K Y A R U. So Cadu. Um, I mean, once you hear them say it in the show, uh, it's 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 a lot easier to understand but it's very hard to pronounce but she is a long black haired um, cat girl who actually is sort of a villain because she's kind of sent to like not kill Pecorine but like um, but like keep an eye on her to make sure like she doesn't do anything weird and you find out why later in the show like she was sent to do that sort of thing ah, excuse me very thirsty tonight very thirsty. Sorry. Um, Kadu is like a tsundere character. She's your typical tsundere character, but I kind of liked her a little bit more than like the 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 normal tsundere girls. She um, she was a little bit bustier. She's not like super. She doesn't have like bust like uh, Pecorini does, but like she's a little bit bustier. She's very funny. Like just because of the shit that Pecorini does to her, not to her like physically, but like she does shit and like Carol like reacts in like a you know like a what the hell are you doing sort of thing. Um, so that's what I, I, I really like that about, uh, Katadu. and like, she, she, she grows on you throughout the show. She does grow on you throughout the show. Um, but yeah, I, I liked her a lot. So those are our four main characters. And then like, just a lot of the characters that come sl- like this, like this show is like, was like waifu city, dude. Like there are a lot of characters that came into the show and just by some of their designs, like, you would just be like, holy shit. like she's the best girl, she's the best girl, she's the best girl, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, there's, there's a lot of waifus in the show. Uh, some of the odd waifus that I liked were Eriko, even though she, even though she was fucking crazy. Um, Amis was cool. I liked Amis a lot. It helped that her uh, voice actress was uh, Rei Takashi, along with Aoi. Aoi was done by Kanahana. Um... Amis was actually the female who would appear to Yuki uh, in his unconsciousness, or when she, or when he would send, when he would get sent back to the world. So I liked Amis a lot. I liked Aoi. Uh, Karin, uh, Karin was the uh, Karin is the the guild 
uh, one of the people working at the guild, she accepts like all the guild quests and stuff. And uh, of course, Labrista, Labirista, Labirista. Uh, she's done her her voice actress is me because her she Labirista is like a um a right haired glasses character with like huge tits. Uh, so I liked her a lot, but like, it, it it helped that Miyuki Sawashiro was uh, voice acting her as well. I mean, I still would have liked her, but like just with Miyuki Sawashiro, uh, it was just an extra bonus for me. Now a little bit about the art and animation in the studio and everything like that. Um, this is actually based off a game from Psy Games, and Psy Games has done a couple other work, but mainly the animation was done by Nippon Studios, and Nippon Studios worked a lot on uh, Konosuba, which is what this show basically reminded me of, was a kind of like a knockoff Konosuba. Uh, but they did Day Day Live, they did Should My Mind No Testament, um, they did, I think it's uh, Hina Masuri, and then they did a couple others as well. They did. Um, what are the Busha Sojo Machiavellism? Um, and basically all the day day live stuff. The thing about uh, Nippon Columbia um, that I like is that they take, is that they put a lot more work into, um, they put a lot more work into the backgrounds than they do the character animation now the character animation in this show was good it was very good in specific episodes like episode 13 it was so fucking clean and crisp and beautiful like even in the early episodes like episode one and two like they made like water look like really amazing and they made like fields of grass like look stunning and absolutely beautiful and the animation like when the characters would come in was very very good uh but that, but episode thirteen was. I had to. Th- I I literally paused there to, to say whether or not like I want to say this, but I'm going to say it. The animation in episode three in episode thirteen was flawless. It was so beautiful. There was like a fight, and the fight was so well done, and it was just really, really good. The art and animation for the show is fantastic. The opening and ending, or the opening you heard was very good, and the ending was done, uh, was sung by the three, um, the three females, Pecorine's voice actor, Kokodo's voice actress, or actress, and, uh, Katadu's voice actress as well. Uh, the ending was really good, and the opening you heard a little bit was, was very, very good as well. Um, I think the, the director, uh, was Takaomi Kanasaki, and uh, they did a lot of like um, Amigami, uh, Konosuba, obviously. Uh, is this a zombie? Is this a zombie of the dead? Uh, and a couple others as well. Rosario Vampire, uh, School Rumble, which we talked about a little bit. And they, they did a little work on uh, Setakai Noichi Zone, which is another show I really, really like. And that's a show we uh, I want to talk about later in, in the future about shows that you should own on Blu ray or. Uh, just to check it out or not own it all. So that's a little bit about the studio uh, and the director and the art and animation, stuff like that, and the music. Um, let me talk a little bit about the show. Hold on, let me take another... I feel like I'm talking really fast today. So let me talk about the show. I did not... like At first, when I first... Um, when I first saw the synopsis of this... And it mentioned based off a game. 
I was just like, nah, this one's not going to be for me. But I gave it a chance because um, it looked like an Isekai anime. I do like Isekai anime. And, um, you know, it sounded somewhat interesting. So I gave it a shot. And after the first episode, I was pretty much hooked. The animation was a big help, and the introduction of Yuki and Kokoro was a big help. I was like, all right, Yuki's pretty cool. Like, he doesn't say much. He's doing some stupid shit. But Kokoro was just super adorable and super pretty and super funny, and I just got hooked. And then Pecorine came in, and there was the battle with the mushrooms that reminded me a lot about the uh it reminded me of the battle of the frogs in konosuba so uh all that happened and then of course the beautiful beautiful animation uh just got me hooked week to week the story is not really all there the story is excuse me the story is kind of all over the place um you really don't know what yuki's supposed to be doing in this world like you get like like hints throughout the show uh, but basically what these people, what these four do is they create a gourmet guild and basically a guild that like goes and like finds like specific food or not specific food, but like different foods and like tries to base their guild around that, which I thought was interesting, but you get a little bit about the, uh, like a little side, like a little main, like seasonal story, but you don't really like the main, main story until, uh, much later in the series. Uh but yeah, I, I really like this show. I really like this show a lot. Um, for waifus, I, I mean, between the three, Kaoru, Kokoro, and Pecorine, uh, my list goes Kokoro. Like, I fell in love with Kokoro. Um, she's, like, super cute, super adorable. I, I actually like Pecorine. I'm surprised at how much I like Pecorine. Usually her character, like, throws me off because she's, like, kind of like the dumb character, but she's not, like, dumb, dumb. She, it, it, like, it looks like she's dumb, but she's not dumb at all. So, uh, Kokoro, Pecorine, and Kaoru. Like I said, like, I didn't like Kaoru at first, but, like, she grew on me eventually, and she was pretty cute. So, that's the list of my waifu, uh, my favorite, uh, waifus in the show from one to three. And then, of course, the side characters who I mentioned earlier, um, I really liked as well. Now, in regards to the score of this show, I gave it a, um, like, it had, like, a 6.8 ranking on my anime list, and I found that to be, like, extremely underwhelming. I gave it a 9 out of 10 on my anime list to get the score up a little bit. Um, right now, it's at a 7.09 on my anime list. I don't think it even deserves that. Quite frankly, I enjoyed this anime a lot. Like, I thought it was funny. I thought the, the animation was great. Sure, it wasn't the best, like, storyline, but it was for the like this this anime is for the lulls like it it was just it was just created to make you laugh and it made me laugh and i got a lot of good new waifus around it am i going to forget about it anytime soon probably probably it's probably not a show that i'll go back and uh rewatch. uh but it's a show that i will add these three probably to my top favorite um females of the spring season and yuki's one of my favorite uh mammals of the spring season as well i liked yuki a lot so for a final score of this in my eyes i would give it i, I honestly i was going to give it a 7.5 out of 10 but i'm going to give it a little bit more 
Fuck it. Let's go with a 7.7 out of 10. A 77 out of 100. I was going to go 7.6, but I'll go 7.7 merely for the animation. Uh, the animation is beautiful. So uh, 77 out of 100 or 7.5 or 7.7 out of 10. That's going to be our score of Co uh, of Princess Connect. I was about to say Kokoro Connect. <laughs> Kokoro Connect, yeah. Uh, Princess Connect Redive, a 7.7 .7 out of 10 or 77 out of 100. As we get ready for our next show that we are going to be talking about. So that's the episode of, or the episode, um, that's the opening of Plunderer. So a little bit about Plunderer that we watched this year. Let's get to it. So Plunderer takes place in Alsia and is a world governed by count, numbers engraved on a person's body. Representing any number related to their life, these counts determine a person's social status in power in Alsia. If the count reaches zero, the person is sent to the abyss, a place rumored to be worse than death. Hina, a traveler whose count is based on the distance she traveled, witnessed her mother get dragged down into the abyss. Determined to fulfill her mother's last wishes, she sets on a journey in search of the legendary aces, heroes of the war that happened 300 years ago, bearing a white star next to their count. While wandering around, Hina encounters Lichtbach, a mysterious man with negative count, and Nana, the owner of a tavern. In the midst of having a good time, Hina is tricked into battle with a military soldier. However, despite his negative count, Licht, rex Licht rescues Hina and reveals that he has another count, one with a white star, one of a legendary ace. Plunderer follows the journey of Hina and other inhabitants of Alsia as they discover the truth about their world, the abyss, and the legendary aces. So... That's a little bit about Plunder. Let's get into uh, some of the main characters in Plunder. So we have Lichtbach, who is quote unquote uh, the Red Baron, or he's one of the legendary aces. Uh, you do find out later that he is one of the legendary aces, but whether or not he's one of the legendary aces that Hina was supposed to find, that is for you to see yourself if you are interested. So Licht is a short hair, short white haired man who took me by surprise in the beginning of this uh show that he was a giant pervert uh <laughs> he enjoyed looking up girls skirts pushing his face into their cleavage and just like being a big ass pervert he reminded me a lot of uh Tomoki from Heaven's Lost Property, and it just so happens that the author of Plunderer also is the author of Heaven's Lost Property. So there's a lot of similarities between Plunderer and Heaven's Lost Property. Um, and then we have Hina, our quote-unquote main heroine. Hina is a kind of like, like mid-haired, mid-blue-haired girl who goes to find uh, the legendary Ace Licked, but gets caught up with the military uh including one jail murdoch jail murdoch is um one of the lieutenants in the army of alshia and he 
like his power is based around steel and his convictions. So anytime he doesn't stick to his convictions, his count goes down and uh, his power is based around creating like steel beams. Then we have uh, Lin May, who's kind of based around like her character design kind of it looks like Ikaros a little bit from Heaven's Lost Property. Lin is a sweet girl from uh, like a town not so far off from where like the main like story takes place. Uh, Lin is like super, super busty girl. Looking like Ikaros, super cute. Uh, and she's just like super nice. And the town's folks love her. And working under her is Pele Popodo. He's a she's kind of like a laid back, chill kind of character, short uh, blonde hair, and he works under Lean for um, when they're in that town. And I know I don't sound too excited when it comes to these characters, and I kind of like, I kind of like can't blame myself for that because some of these characters like it like i'll, I'll get into it a little bit later let's, let's talk about the openings um i was surprised that the show did get uh 24 episodes but the opening and endings were really good the first one was really good and the second one was really good and then the first and second endings were really good as well um so that's that and then we talked about um the the gentleman who wrote it also did Heaven's Lost Property. And let's talk about the director, uh, Hiroyuki Kanbe. He did some of the, he did, um, he was the key, he did the key animation in, um, what's that show called? Um, the Anthem of the Heart, which I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it was very, very, very good. And he was also the director in a show we really don't talk about here, and that's Oremo. Um, I I have my opinions on Oremo. I thought Oremo's ending was god awful. I thought it was terrible. Um, and it's it's really not the director's fault for that. It's the author's. So, yeah, uh, the ending of Oremo was not good. Um. Kirina is probably like one of my least favorite characters in the anime world. I cannot stand her at all. Um, so yeah, he also did the plunder direction as well. Uh, a little bit about the art and animation. Um, the the studio that did this is Studio. Um, where was it? I'm sorry. Is uh, Geek Toys? Geek Toys did has really not done a lot of work. They did um, Plunderer. They did Hensky. Are you willing to fall in love with a pervert as long as she's a cutie? That show was god-awful. I dropped that show instantly. They also did uh, Re-Ride, uh, which is a show I couldn't even start. It was like, there was the beginning, just this was like, oh, so bad. And that score on my anime list is actually a 5.7, which doesn't surprise me. Geek Toys... I mean, like, the animation wasn't awful, but, I mean, it was not good at all. Um, the animation for Plunderer was not good. I'm actually surprised at how much, like, I got through the show. Like, there were a lot of... It was a heavy fan service anime. Like, if, and if you like fan service, like, this, this is your anime. This is your anime. 
Um, I like fan service. I do like fan service. But a lot of things about this show really um, threw me off. A lot of things about it. It, it got confusing about to, at times with what Alcio is, what the what what the abyss was, what what was really the abyss, what the numbers actually were, whose past is this, whose past is that, who's doing this, who's doing that, who's good, who's evil, blah 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 blah. There was a lot going on, um, and. Well, I did. Well, I did love Hina and I loved Lynn. Like, they're the, like them as two potential waifus did not help me enjoy the anime that I thought I would enjoy. Um, thought I would enjoy it more. Plunderer is, ah, uh, man. Like, and I found myself week to week watching it. Because the story got somewhat interesting in season two, um, but then it kind of like went off the rails because like people were like, "Oh, it didn't stick to the manga," and you could tell like it didn't stick to the manga as well. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, like if you're big in the fan service, Plunder is the show for you. But if you're not, I would steer clear away from this anime at all. Um, I'm not going to say it was a waste of time watching it this season. It's got a six point four seven out of. Um, out of ten, it's got a six one four seven on my anime list. I honestly think that's a fair score. Um, it was lower a little bit ago, like maybe last week. But uh, I gave it a seven on my anime list just to get the score up because I thought it would need to be up a little bit. And quite frankly, I would give it a six point five out of ten. Or a 65 out of 100. I think my anime list score is actually perfect for it. A 6.47. Again, uh, I would not recommend this show. Like, it was fun to watch it week to week, but I would not recommend the show unless you do like fan service and you like, you know, not a, not a great plot or a bad plot, but like, I guess like a subpar plot. It just got crazy towards the end. Like, the main, like, like, he, like, he didn't, like, Hina fell in love with Licked, and she's just like, "All right, let's have kids. Like, let's have kids. I promise you. Like, oh my, God, I don't, I don't want to say that. Like, there's just a lot going on in the show. Um, so six point five out of ten, or sixty five out of a hundred, and that's our short review of Plunderer. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen. This uh, episode of Waifus and Weeaboos is done with. Thank you very much for listening to us again. Hopefully everything's good. Hopefully everything is going good in your world as we try to triumph over coronavirus. Now, look for a new episode to drop Thursday evening. I know this one's going to drop on the first day of July, and I apologize about that. Um, but I'm back to work and I'm doing a lot of stuff. I'm streaming. So if you are listening to this, please go follow my stream, twitch.tv slash Sora. Sensei One. That's S O R A S E N S E I, and then the number one. Uh, I do a lot of like uh, anime games. Like Wednesday, uh, we have Wii Wednesday, so we've been playing Persona Five Royale. We're doing a little bit of sports games as well. And uh, Sundays we try to do visual novels. We're playing this game called Pantsu Hunter right now, uh, which is a pretty fun game. Trying to collect different sorts of panties. 
if you can follow or like our Facebook waifus and weeaboos on Facebook, you easily find us on Facebook waifus and weeaboos. And then, of course, uh, follow our Twitter waifus, the letter N, weeaboos, at waifus and weeaboos on Twitter. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Also, check out uh, my Tumblr, NJOtaku, on Tumblr. You can find that at NJOtaku. We are going to have the spring 2020 male and female list up probably before Friday, if not Friday afternoon, since the new season of anime starts this Friday. Again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this episode of Waifus and Weeboos. Look for our new episode on Thursday, where we preview the summer 2020 season and a couple of shows that I, for one, am looking forward to as well. So that's it for this one, ladies and gentlemen. Again, thank you very much for listening. Good night, good afternoon, good morning. Have a great day, and thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Like a crown